I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about Henry Ford's Model T. So grab your engine crank. And let's get civical. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am Lizzie Stewart. Uh, she is, and I am Arden Walentowski. She is. Mm-hmm. We live another day. We live another we, day. <laughs> we're living another day. We're living to see another day. What a blessing a it blessing. is. A blessing. Hashtag blessed. 
hashtag blessed hashtag uh, what else is there to say hashtag it's october it is it's october we're in spooky season we are which we talked a little bit about last week and with our Mm -hmm. horror movie stuff but like spooky spooky season is upon us it's upon us do you have spooky plans for the spooky season we uh, we're planning a lot of movie nights um yes and what did we so we figured out last year when we were in this period of time we watched a lot of like various uh various movies of the different horror franchises yeah and at one point we watched the not the most recent halloween halloween ends but the one before mm. Mm-hmm. And we started it, and I was like, I feel like we're coming in in the middle of this movie. Now, granted, it's a lar- it's a large franchise, but I was like, I feel like we're missing very important information that's pertinent to the mm. Halloween film that we are currently watching. Mm-hmm. And Caroline, my girlfriend, was like, I-, I think so. I think I've seen it. I don't really remember what happens. Something about a fire. Because basically, it was just Jamie Lee Curtis in the hospital, like, yelling that Michael is back. And, and you're like, like how, wait, how does she get in the hospital? Right. I'm like, how is she in the hospital? Yeah. So anyway, I then watched, we stopped watching that and I watched the one before caught up gotcha. on the Halloween. And then we watched that one. And so now we're going back and like rewatching those for then Halloween ends. We right. watched Hocus Pocus the other night in anticipation oh, of the event last night. I didn't get very far. Um, Wait, did you watch Hocus Pocus too? We started it, I, but I think we only got like 15 minutes in and it was like 1 a.m. And we were like, let's go oh, oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I was talking with a friend because I am, I mean, as you know, this whole time I've been very skeptical about Hocus yes. Pocus too. Like no, oh, 100%. no tea shade to the gals, but I'm very concerned that it's going to be bad. Yeah. And I don't know if my little heart can take it, but I was talking to a friend mm-hmm. and he was like, I think the move is to watch Hocus Pocus 2 first. Oh. Then palette cleanse with Hocus Pocus 1. Right. Because Hocus Pocus 1 I haven't watched yet because to me it's like too early in my season yet to do Hocus mm. Pocus 1. I save it for like the tail end. Got it. But maybe that's how that's how I'm going to do it this year because I just like – I think I think I'm going to be disappointed in Hocus Pocus mm-hmm. 2. No spoilers. Yep. No spoilers. No. That I will need. I will need mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus one to sort of like bring me back to life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's an interesting point. I not that I wish that we had done that because I. I mean, I love Hocus Pocus. I will for sure watch it again before yeah. the spooky season is done. Yeah, I won't say. I mean, I only saw like the first. I don't even think it was fifteen minutes, ten minutes. So I'm not forming an opinion. Yeah, it's just it's different. Like it's just it. different. Like, yeah. It's going like, to be different. It's going to be – I mean, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. But it's just – I don't – I mean, and I, I know people will disagree with me, but I just don't think we needed it. I no, think I don't we, think we I think needed it. we had it. lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. with Hocus Pocus 1. Yeah. And I think it could have just remained lightning yep. in a bottle. Yep. Yeah. You know? the, it's hard. Like, sequels are are, are risky. They're a risky, risky business. My, one of my beloved movies, Sister Act 2, an outlier, an sure. outlier in an the outlier. sequel genre. You're because right. Because it was be- – I mean, the first one is is good. It's so good. But yeah. the second one capitalized on everything that was good about the first right. one. 
but it was still close enough to the first one that you it was like still in the same the thing the thing that I'll say about like and this has nothing to do with the content of Hocus Pocus 2 is that Hocus Pocus 1 is such a 90s movie. Yeah. It's a yeah. 90s Disney film. Yeah. It is not 1993 anymore. It's 2022. No. no. Films are made differently. Yep. Expectations of filmmaking is different. The like so, youths like, are different. Yeah. Like, so, like no tea, no shade to the youths of Hocus Pocus 2. Yes. But in the trailers, I was like, no. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I just... I want to see you edgy and in plaid, you know, like... Yes, yeah, no, so it's just... Starting to watch Hocus Pocus 2, I was like, right, nothing about the content. Filmmaking is just different now. It's just different. And it feels different. And not that that's bad, but it's not... It does not feel like that 90s Disney... Agreed. I think if I see a cell phone, I'm just going to throw myself out a window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure I will. And I'm sure yeah. I will because it is at the times. Like, you know, you have to make, yep. you know, you can't, you can't, we can't make films as though they are in the 90s forever. No. But it just, no. it's just hard. Change is just hard. It's just hard. Getting older is hard. And I feel oh like Hocus God. Pocus 2 makes me feel like I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. When I was like, I don't think I needed to feel like this. Period. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I need to throw it in my face that I am. I don't think I need to throw it in my face in this way. Thank you. Um, Nevertheless, it's spooky (laughs) season. And so we are doing an episode that has nothing to do with spooky season. No! Because we can. Because we can talk about whatever we want to talk about. And then hard right into the actual episode of the day. Exactly. Which is about, this is Arden's pick. I'm so delighted. Yes. It's about Henry Ford's Model T. The car. The car. I'm this, so excited. We've never done anything like this before. I'm actually thrilled. No. Yeah. I saw this, like, I was looking at, you know, because we try and match the episode to, like, a moment in history and all of that. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, oh, Henry Ford's Model T. It's definitely American, A. So American. So American. Doesn't get any more American. No. And, and something that fundamentally changed American culture and uh, American culture, American life. And I was like, it's not really civics, I guess, but it's such a huge part of our world and our economy. And like, how could we even have a life without affordable cars? (laughs) Right. You know, affordable transportation in the form of vehicles. Correct. Uh, A sort of like fun fact off the top My aunt, whom I love very much, uh, she has a, like, refurbished – I think it's a Model T. Oh! Or it's a different – but it's, like, it's very close to the Model T if it's not exactly the Model T. Yeah, yeah. And she calls it um, Honey Child. Honey Child. Honey Child. Aw. That's so cute. But, yeah, she, like, got it during – the pandemic and like was refurb having it refurbished what? and like n- didn't tell anybody and so a couple months ago she like sent a picture through and was like look at my new thing and we were like what because it's gorgeous it's gorgeous like these cars are are like works of art they're yeah. so beautiful yeah and yeah it like works she drives it around just like crank it to get it started yeah so when I go to visit her she lives um kind of in like the Rochester area um, okay. 
She's going to take me uh, on a ride in Hanachow. Oh, my God. I want to go. I know. I know. Oh I was God. like, this is the coolest thing in the world. Like, That's really cool. <laughs> what an amazing thing to spend your money on. <laughs> oh, my God. And to refer yeah. – yeah. I mean, how do you it's even – fully functional. It's, like, fully – like What? It's, it's in it's – in prist- I mean, from what I can tell from pictures, it's, like, yeah. in pristine condition. Wow. So I'll have to I'll have to ask her what the exact model is. I think it's yeah. a T. But there was like there was like a model A, there's a model yeah. T, there's a couple of different models, but they all kind of like yeah. the the bodies looked pretty similar. I think it was mm-hmm. the engines that might have been different. I don't know. I'm talking out yeah. of my ass now. Yeah. But yeah, all that to say. Oh, so good. That's my fun fact. <gasps> oh, it's not I even love my fun that. fact. It's like my it's my family member's fun fact that I get to appropriate <laughs> because we're related. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know what? She's not here to tell. And if she was, you would hand her the mic. Yeah. She'd be – I mean, yeah. yeah. She's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited about this. There's something about, like, this time period and, like, the – it feels like – um, and especially with, like, the design and creation of the Model T, which made cars basically ubiquitous, it feels like, you know, like a landing on the moon moment. That mm-hmm. kind, Like, that kind of major change. Yeah. I mean, like – you know, it wasn't just um, Henry Ford who, like, was making the Model T, but he had, you know, other people, like, engineers and whatever. But it was his idea, and he worked on it. And, like, this yeah. one dude, and he's got some faults, and we'll talk about them. Oh, we'll talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> all TL shade with Henry Ford. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, it was just one dude, like, tinkering in the back of his garage. Like, I yeah. think, I, I think, yeah, like, let's let's try and make a car. Well, and it's also such like uh, the impact, which I'm sure we'll talk about, because you're you're not going from like, you know, a a car that doesn't run very well to like a better functioning car. You're no. literally going from like horse and buggy mm-hmm. to vehicle, right? <laughs> like, right. The jump is drastic. Drastic. Like I can't even. I think the only other like thing that's like this is going from land to air travel of how like how much of an impact it is on right 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 like how we get to and from places you know to go from like having to take a boat across the atlantic to flying it's like (laughs) what what (laughs) you mean i can't die at sea anymore that's crazy crazy that's crazy that we've taken that off of the plate. <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically what it's like. I mean, yeah. he single-handedly put the horse business out of business. Out of business. Bye. Out of business. Bye. Bye-bye. Horse industry decline. 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 And honestly, for the best, because those horses were definitely I, yes. uh, not treated yes. well. So I'm glad we've yeah. taken them out of the, <laughs> yeah. out of the yeah. running of this. Exactly. So the sources for today are yes. history.com. Of course. Ford, proper, well, yeah. Ford, proper, obviously. <laughs> like Ford.com. <laughs> for, like Ford, like corporate.ford-dot, or corporate.ford.com, something like that. And then this website that I'm not really sure what it is. I normally wouldn't include one like this, except it had a lot of information. Great. It's called Silidrome, and it seems to be a website dedicated to all things that consume gasoline. And I do sure. I don't really understand. I like spent some time not on the Henry Ford related page on the pages that were not related to Henry Ford because I was just trying to figure out what this website is about. And mm-hmm. I like they sell T-shirts 
One of them says, drive cars older than you. To me, it seems to be some kind of like... Like classic cars, dedicated type of place. Maybe, but like even... It, the the like tag thing on the top of the website says Silodrome, gasoline culture. I don't gasoline really know. Culture. I don't Look, really know. Here's the thing, but everyone. We are it was very coming in <laughs> having no relationship to cars. No. Although we do we do both own a car. We do both own a car. Like, <laughs> but like that's it. You know what I mean? Like there's right. no we don't have like car knowledge. We don't have no. classic car knowledge. No. I think this means something to somebody because this right. is a whole world. It's of a whole like world. Car t- like car lovers are right. a whole but, they're a whole vibe. But it's not even just cars. Like they're the, I'm so interested in this website. If it's you like know what cylindrical like machinery. It's like cars, motorcycles, boats, planes, films, gear, clothing, art. I, I, I really it. have no idea. I am obsessed with this website now. It's like a gasoline fan club. Now. We love it. Uh, yeah. Guess that's it. Gasoline fan club. So that's where some of these notes are coming from. It was a very helpful website. It was great. Yeah. It was just as helpful as the Ford website. It was like, of course you know. You're, yeah. gas- you're into hey, gasoline. We are open to all sources. <laughs> and today is no different. Today is no different. Would you like to all start right. us off? I will. I will start ah. us off with simply what was the Model T. So let's get that out of the way for those of you who don't know or are not familiar because you don't have to be familiar with this. <laughs> the Model T sold by the Ford Motor Company from 1908 to 1927 was the earliest effort to make a car that most people could actually buy. Modern cars were first built in 1885 in Germany by Carl Benz of Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz. And the first American cars in Springfield, Massachusetts in 1893 by Charles and Frank U. Duria? Yes. Duria? Sorry if I'm saying that wrong to my car lovers. But just because they were available didn't mean that ordinary people could afford them. These are very expensive cars. Everybody yes. else is doing horse and buggy and or walking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and or their own two legs. hmm The Model T was actually affordable and it became so popular at one point that a majority of Americans owned one, directly helping rural Americans become more connected with the rest of the country and leading to the numbered highway system. Like, to influence infrastructure that we still have today. Seriously. Crazy. Crumbling like, as it is. we still have it today. Yeah. The manufacturing needs of the Model T went hand-in-hand hand with Ford's revolutionary modernization of the manufacturing process. So it's like... Everything is made the same, and there's like a conveyor belt, and it's like putting a puzzle together the same way every time. Yeah. To do mass production. To do mass cars. production. Yep. I have a Ford, if that means anything. Oh. My Ford Fiesta, who a we Ford love. Ford Fiesta. I have a Nissan. Okay. Because you're not an American. No. No. What is I Nissan? Am... German? I, I Actually, know. is Nissan American? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was like, I thought it was Japanese. But oh, maybe I'm oh, thinking you know of it's like. Probably Japanese. It's probably Japanese. <laughs> Let me see. Japan. Japan. Okay. Okay. Japan. Yeah, you know what? The Japanese make good cars. They they do make great cars. And they make like, great cars. No tea, no shade. Honestly, and no tea, no shade to German cars. No. Who else makes a car? Italy. Is that a Lamborghini? Yeah, Italy is like the more. The Fiats. 
Yeah, know? yeah. Like the sleek. more sleek, sleek or little cars. Yeah. So why make the Model T? As Lizzie why? Has, as Lizzie has said, you know, we were doing horse buggies and legs. Mm-hmm. I guess we wanted more. Henry Ford's Model T was the visionary breakthrough that brought motor vehicle ownership to millions of ordinary middle-class people and opened up a new era of mobility for people and goods. In an era when the horse and the railroad reigned supreme as the means of land transport, the Model T had to overcome a host of obstacles in order to obtain the success it enjoyed. The turn of the 19th century to the 20th century was an era when roads were mostly dirt tracks traversed Mm. by horses pulling carts, wagons, stagecoaches, and the occasional, quote, Surrey with a fringe on top. Surrey with a fringe on top. That's not how the song goes. It goes something differently, but I'm not going to sing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine these, like, roads that just had, like, horse hooves and, like, divots in them, and then you're trying to, like... Bring a, a model <laughs> T, like, <laughs> like I'm oh sure God. they were crashing left and right. Right, right. Also, people don't know how to drive. No, it's people are wild. Yeah, like this is this is nobody has been behind the wheel of a car, and yet here no. we are driving up these and it's dirt just roads. Like, okay, now we're gonna drive a car right into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> like, were there rules? I'm sure there's rules. I'm sure only like men could drive. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm short. sure. <laughs> um. And also, like, they didn't have things like licenses or insurance. Like, just out yeah. there wilding with Model Ts. Yeah. Automobiles, like Lizzie said, had been around for a couple decades, but were so expensive and rare a lot, and more temperamental than the average horse. Well, yes. <laughs> you know what they say about me. I'm more temperamental than the average horse. That's <laughs> what they've always said about me. <laughs> that Lizzie Stewart, you know what? She's more, more temperamental, temperamental than, than the average, than the average horse. horse. And they're right. Mm-hmm. And they're right. It's going to go on your on your gravestone. Yes. Beloved. More temperamental. <laughs> and then just a picture of a horse. Perfect. Yeah. The technological expertise for maintaining a vehicle powered by an internal combustion engine was not widespread. And the supply of fuel and oil was also not widespread either. <laughs> so Problem. they made... Right. So like... They were, cars were expensive. They broke down all the time. Your horse is fine as long as you give it water and yeah. hay or whatever they eat, carrots, I don't know. But the cars kept breaking down and then they didn't have gas and oil to make them run. Yeah. And so there's, it's not like you can just go and get that. No. Because you got to take your horse. <laughs> we have to take your horse. But also it's like, even if you drive to a, like, where are you going to go to get fuel if like right. cars aren't really a thing? You know, right. there's... You're probably going to have to import it yourself and keep right. it, like, at your house <laughs> and just hope that you're not traveling far. Like, you know, you, you have enough to get back to the house to refuel. Right, right, right. Or you bring oh it with God. you, I guess, which is wildly unsafe. Wildly unsafe. I know. Could you just imagine, honey, the fuel delivery is here. Just, okay, have them put it out okay. back. and there's just, like, barrels. Blur, blur, blur. When we think about the environment in which Henry Ford decided to market his automobiles, we can see that he took an enormous risk. Yeah. Yeah. The gamble paid off and the Model T would prove to be successful far beyond what most people, including Henry Ford, could have hoped for or expected. Yeah, he literally changed. Yeah, blew up. <laughs> it's like the cell phone. It was like, yeah. holy moly, this this changed the fabric of society. Yes. 
What if we okay. couldn't drive and didn't have cell phones? What if it was happier. 1850 is what I'm saying. What if the year was 1850? You're right. Mm-hmm. I would probably be dead. <laughs> I've just had too many illnesses. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's so clear that I was meant for a 21st century life. Otherwise, you know, yep. it's not, it's not it. <laughs> you would just always have strep throat. I would always have strep throat. You're right. Yep. You're right. And like probably scurvy from like the vitamin C deficiency oh, or something like that. Yeah. Easy. Dysentery? <laughs> I hardly know her. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, let's talk about designing the Model T. So what she actually looked like, you know? Yeah. yeah. By day, he was chief engineer at Edison Illuminating Company of Detroit. But at night, Henry Ford labored over a gasoline engine. Okay, chief engineer at Edison. So, like, I mean, that's a thing. Henry Ford is brilliant. Yeah. He's, putting he's, aside all other things. Yeah. He is a genius. He is a genius. He successfully tested one on Christmas Eve, 1893, with the help of his wife, Clara, taking a break from Christmas cooking. You know what? Shout out to Clara, because uh-huh. I guarantee you that he was tinkering around, tinkering around, tinkering around, and she probably said something along the lines of, hey, why don't you try this? And then it worked. And then it worked. And she gets so to know So you know credit. what? Yeah. Shout out to Clara Ford, because yes, I Clara. bet you she is the reason we have cars now. Because he was probably super frustrated right. and unable to think straight. And she was like, mm, why don't you try, you know, nudging it a little to the left? And then right. it it's probably very similar to that scene in Christmas Vacation mm. where Clark cannot figure out why the lights won't turn on. Right. right. And Beverly D'Angelo's character is like, 
the light switch. The light switch. It wouldn't have worked yeah. without her. It wouldn't have worked yeah. without her. So this is Christmas Eve. Clara has figured out the problem. The engine worked for 30 seconds, long enough to confirm for Ford that he was on the right track. Three years later, Ford developed the Quad Cycle, a self-propelled vehicle. After two failed business ventures, the Ford Motor Company was born on June 16, 1903. The Ford Motor Company's first car was the Model A of 1903. Ford Motor Company had been born and work began on the creation of an automobile that ordinary people would be able to afford that would be reliable and capable of dealing with the dirt roads and harsh conditions that it would face in rural America. Mm-hmm. The production of the Model T was preceded by eight car models through which Ford developed various aspects that would eventually come together as the Model T. So we had the Model A, we had the Model B, we had the Model C, we had the Model D. I actually don't know if those are the actual names. <laughs> There's like different, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like refining, refining, refining to bring us the Model T, which I think I can say is probably the most successful of all of his yeah. like early models. Yeah. Official Model T development began in January 1907 when Ford assembled a team comprised of engineer Child Harold Wills, machinist C.J. Smith, and draftsman Joseph Galam in his small Detroit factory on Piquet Avenue. So, wow. So he really gets the ball rolling in like yes. three or so years. He's like yep. got the Ford Motor Company. He's got like four guys. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're going to make magic happen. Yep. Let's go. Let's roll. Let's literally start your engines. <laughs> it goes like this. That's us cranking the cars. That's what it sounds like in my mind. Mm-hmm. So then they move on to production. So they've designed mm. the Model T. They've found a way to make it cheaper so that people can actually buy it. Mm-hmm. We move to production. The Model T was introduced to the world in 1908. Henry Ford wanted the Model T to be affordable, simple to operate, and durable. What what a mission statement. It's <laughs> I like, know. I want this to be cheap, easy to use, and long-lasting. Right. Sounds like a trifecta. Mm-hmm. The vehicle was one of the first mass production vehicles, allowing Ford to achieve his aim of manufacturing the universal car. The Model T was manufactured on the Ford Motor Company's moving assembly line at Ford's revolutionary Highland Park plant. Due to the mass production of the vehicle, Ford Motor Company could sell the vehicle for between $260 and $850 as Henry Ford passed production savings on to his customers. Yes! 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 Yeah. And you know what? The dude still made money. He still made oh, money. He yeah. wasn't like, let me keep the savings. I'm going to charge everybody $1,500. No. No. Because he was probably like, more. I will be able to get more sales right. for making this less money. Right. It's genius. Genius. It's capitalism. We love yeah. it. Love it. I also love that $260 is the amount of a car payment. Yeah. That is the amount of well, my car payment. Well, it's $260 in 1907. I know. I know. So that's, I was just like, boof. 
I mean, it's still expensive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The Model T was first tested by Henry Ford himself, who took the vehicle on a hunting trip to Wisconsin and northern Michigan. I love it. Can you imagine rolling up into the forest in your Model T? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Model T became famous for the stunts it could perform, including climbing the stairs of the Tennessee State Capitol. Hell yeah. Okay, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that it? Is it the... I don't know. I've never seen Rocky. That's the final countdown. Is that the Rocky (laughs) music? No, wait. Hold on. Hold on. This is going to drive me crazy. What is he running up the stairs to? I have no idea. We have to look it up. This is beyond my expertise. Hold on. It's not not the final countdown. That's what I was doing. Hold on. (laughs) Just just shut up. Oh, my God. There's an ad. Hold on. A 15-second ad? That's a crime. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's where he's climbing the, the stairs. The stairs. I think you should put that in the Instagram post. Can you put music in a post? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Um, so sorry. Yeah, so, so yeah, it was so- going up being like... <laughs> <laughs> he's rocking up the Tennessee State Capitol steps and yes. his Model T, which just sounds amazing to see. And reaching the top of Pike's Peak. <laughs> After the test of his own product, the vehicle was shipped to its first customer on October 1st, 1908. Literally yeah. today is the anniversary oh of the my day God. that we are oh my recording. God. Yeah. This is not the day it's coming out, but it is the day we are recording. Yeah. Wow. Happy anniversary to the first Model T leaving HQ to go to a customer. Yep. 1908. How do wow. you think they shipped it? Do you think they drove it? There's no, there's no way to ship it. Mm. I think it depends on where it is, but I imagine they probably put it on a train. Oh, Because at sure, the time, sure. it was like, that's how yeah, you would yeah. ship large items, or like if you were going, I mean, or by ship, like right, literally right, ship right. it. <laughs> I was like, there's no trucks. There's no, because I just no. was thinking of that, like, you know, you see them on the highway, like the huge things that have all the cars that look precariously placed. Yeah. They might have like driven it to the thing and then loaded it onto a train. <laughs> right. You and know? then somebody came and picked up the guy who drove it on their horse. Yeah, like yeah, it's. I I can't imagine it was, uh, easy easy shipment. So let's talk more about the Model T herself. So the revolutionary vehicle saw the placement of the steering wheel on the left side, allowing passengers easy access to and from cars. So that's obviously the side that the driver's. It's the driver's side, which yeah. is what what we have now. Except if you live in. The UK. Yep. Other areas. The vehicle was also the first to have its engine block and the crank case cast as a single unit. It was the first to have a removable cylinder head for easy access and the first to make such extensive use of the lightweight but strong alloy known as Vandium steel. Wow. Wow. I bet Vandium steel means something to someone. Mm Mm-hmm. It probably means something to the same people that 
Psyllidrome means something too. Yes. The Model T's agile transmission made shifting gears easy for everyone. These improvements and innovations allowed the world to move towards a more urban way of life. The early Model T came with a toolkit, packed the gas tank under the front passenger seat, provided a windshield as an option before it became <laughs> standardized, and had to be cranked to get it going. I mean, yeah, like yeah. I guess like a windshield wasn't necessarily like a thing people necessarily needed or like right. thought that they would want. Right. I guess because how would you? Because it's going faster than a horse. It's going you faster know, than I, a horse, but it's like a lot of the. I mean, it's like, but, but to I have think, it have it insulated is not necessarily a good thing because of heat. Like it's right, you know what I mean? Like air, because obviously there's no like AC or regulated temperature, right? So to have some type of opening for like airflow, right, right, was probably preferable to people living in certain areas versus you know like being all cooped up and, you know, I mean, hello, we've right. all seen Titanic. Like, those things get hot. <laughs> hot and steamy. Hot, hot and steamy. And steamy. I guess I just have been thinking, my immediate thought about not having a windshield is bugs in your face when you're going very quick, when you're going more quickly than on a horse. Or yeah. having been on jet skis, like, just the water, the spray, you know, when yeah. it's raining, it fucking hurts. So yeah, well, I don't think these are meant to be driven when it's raining. <laughs> That's true. Because you know what? They didn't really have stops or sides. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is true. It's not like, honey, I'm going down to the grocery store. You need anything? I'm just going to have the Model mm. T. Yeah. You know, I know yeah. it's it's thundering, it's thunder and lightning rainstorm. But you know what? We need milk. We need milk. We have to have We it. need milk. Yeah. A common myth is that all Model Ts were black, while Henry Ford did say, quote, any customer can have a car painted any color that he wants so long that it's black, <laughs> end quote. The policy was in place solely for the efficiency and unif uniformity. So basically, he's like, we're going to make them all black because if we have to change the color, it slows down production. And the whole thing right. is about making this like as quick and as many units as possible. Yeah. The car was only offered in black from 1914 to 1925. However, before and after that, various models of the vehicle could be purchased in a variety of colors, including blue, red, green, and gray. So I think people, I think Ford was like, no, only black. And then there was like some exceptions. <laughs> right, right, right. He was like, okay. I'm sure if you had enough money, you could get anything you wanted. Right. The vehicle also became... Famous I know. for its unique nickname. Oh my god, I did not know this. You guys. I didn't know it either, but I gave it to you. It's, special. it's unique nickname, and I'm not joking. No. Was the Tin Lizzie. <laughs> okay, that's what's going on my headstone. Tin the Lizzie. Tin Lizzie. Mm -hmm. T I N L I Z Z I E. Mm -hmm. Spelled like my name. Spelled like your name. Uh. Why? Okay, let's let's find out. There are various accounts of how this nickname was acquired by the Model T. Possible origins include the popularity of the female name Lizzie during that period to a famous Model T race car named Old Liz. 
Despite the popularity of the nickname Tin Lizzy, the Model T had dozens of nicknames. Okay, okay, chop. okay. We don't need to talk about <laughs> chop, that. Chop, 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 chop. No, no, no. I think the Tin. Li- I mean, the Tin Lizzy is a great name. Great name. Great name. What? What do you? What do you drive? I drive a Tin Lizzy. A Tin Lizzy. Oh, oh my god, me too. Same. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. I know. You're you were famous way before you even knew it. I know. I was. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've lived so many lives. So I many do feel lives. That. So many lives. Shout out to all my tin Lizzies out there. I see you. Mm -hmm. The Model T was so popular, Henry Ford once said that, quote, there's no use trying to pass a Ford because there's always another one just ahead. Okay. Look, he's got. He's a man of wit. He's a man of wit. Mm -hmm. By the early 1920s, more than half of the registered automobiles in the world were Fords. More than 15 million Model Ts were built and sold. Yeah. All was not hunky-dory. It never is, is it? It never is. It 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 always sounds like it's real great. And then there's always something going on 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 underneath, on the underbelly. Yeah, and it's always almost this thing that you're about to say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, when in doubt, it's probably this. It's probably this. Ford began to adopt anti-Semitic views, and the Model T was used to spread them. Isn't that something? It's like, it's like, if you look back in like these kind of major figures in history. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, they're anti-Semitic. Yeah. It's like, come on, guys. Come on. All the same thing? Right. Mm -mm. Ford's anti-Semitism was mainly expressed through the Dearborn Independent, which he purchased in 1919. Which I assume was a a newspaper. Newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. Also, known as the Ford International Weekly, dealers were required to sell a subscription with each Model T, helping it reach a circulation topped only by the New York Post. Mm. Many dealers, yeah, I mean, that's fucked up. Many dealers, unhappy with this arrangement, complained and tried to circumvent the policy. Yeah, because basically they're being forced to spread anti-Semitic views. Right. Like, literally being forced... Yeah. Um, because the owner's a jerk. Right. The owner's a jerk. Because you you're, you go to buy a car. Imagine if some, you went to go buy your car and the dealer was like, okay, cool. But you also have to buy, I don't know, hate a subscription to this hate mail. Mm-hmm. It's literally, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's literally. Yeah. And, and imagine, imagine. Like, I'll take my niece on. Some of those customers. We're Jewish. We're Jewish. Oh, yeah. So you're just like, what? Yeah. yeah. Y'all, we really got to. Oh, man. We have. I, we've scratched the surface on a lot of problematic areas mm. of our history, but we have yet to really scratch the surface on our own history with anti-Semitism. Yeah. That is like hugely problematic. Yeah. And still exists today. Right. And it makes me upset. Yeah. So note, note to us, we'll be scratching. We'll be scratching the surface of this more. Yeah. So Henry Ford, anti-Semitic, spreading his anti-Semitic views by selling cars and subscriptions to his horrible newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the production of the Ford ended, unrelated to his anti-Semitism, I think, on May 26, 1927. <laughs> Henry Ford and his son Edsel ceremoniously drove the last Model T out of the factory and into the history books. How poetic. How At poetic. that point... How poetic. At that point, no less than 15 million Model Ts had been produced. 
a number likely to have been much larger than even Henry Ford might have anticipated back in 1908 when they were turning out 11 cars per month. Yeah. Talk yeah. about a blow up. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And now we have Ford Fiestas, which I'm sure is what <laughs> I'm sure that Henry he Ford saw that coming. Mm-hmm. When he when he designed the Model T, he's like, one day there's going to be a car that's like a party. And it's going to be called the Ford Fiesta. <laughs> and there's going to be a gal uh, named Lizzie. Uh-huh. Tin Lizzie. Tin Lizzie. Who's going to be driving one. You know what? You know what's going to happen? Girls are going to drive cars. Girls are going to drive cars. Can you believe it? <laughs> girls girls who are marrying Jews are going to buy cars. <laughs> <laughs> and then drive them. I am Henry Ford's nightmare. <laughs> oh, my God. Girls who marry Jews are going to buy his cars and drive them. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm his nightmare. That's I'm amazing. His worst. I am Henry Ford's worst nightmare. And you that, are. That is a, something I feel so good about. I feel oh so my God. good about. I love I would, that. I would... I would there's nobody I would rather be hated by um, than Henry, Henry Ford. Ford. So uh, shout out to everybody but Henry Ford. That's because that's the end of our Model T episode. And to celebrate this episode, I'm about to drive uh, from one spot in Bushwick to another spot in Bushwick in my Ford. Not great. Bushwick, Brooklyn. Great. One spot in Brooklyn to another spot in Brooklyn in my Ford. And that's the only way I can think to celebrate. That's great. This episode. That's great. But in the meantime, hmm. we love you so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye. Goodbye.